0: Uh, tonight, uh, what I wanted to do is i want to look at the 91st Psalms. We're not going to look at the whole Psalms. I'm just going to read the first four verses. And then I'm going to skip down to the last three verses. But there's something about Psalms 91. You know, they call this here the soldier's psalms or the soldier's prayer. Most of your arms... Forces, your soldiers, they would carry this Psalms with them into the battles. And anywhere they went, they would carry it in their helmets. And then when they would come to a time that they could rest and have a break, they would take and read. They'd take their helmets and get that Psalms out and they would read that Psalms. This is probably, most people don't, don't realize this. Many people think that this Psalms was written by David. Most of it do not think it was David. Most of them believe, and I, I go along with this and what I've read and what I've studied, Moses. They feel like Moses wrote this Psalms. And Moses also wrote the 90th Psalms. So Moses wrote two Psalms. He wrote the 90 and the 91st Psalms. And uh, they believe that Moses wrote these Psalms whenever uh, the Israelites left Egypt and started on their trek across the desert going to the promised land. Moses was looking back at all the things that they had gone through, went through, and how God's protection was upon them. That's what this Psalms really is about is God's protection upon the people and how he watches over us, takes care of us. And you know, Moses and them, when they was traveling, they, they were estimated somewhere between two and a half to even maybe three million people that left Egypt. And uh, God took care of them. If y'all will remember, in Scripture, it would even talk about their clothes did not wear out, their shoes did not wear out, and there was really no sickness these people, God washed over and took care of. He even fed them. He fed them manna. Then they got tired of manna and began to complain about that so God started feeding them quail. You know, God's hand was up on them all the way and just from reading this psalm and studying this psalm most of you theologians think that this Psalms was written by Moses in gratitude and thanking God for the way that he watched over these people as a a journey to the promised land. And uh, I'm just going to read the first four verses just to kind of give you an idea or show you what the Psalms is kind of about and what it's saying to us. And then I'm going to look at the last three verses. Verses 14, 15, and 16. And why am I going to do that? These last three verses, Moses is doing the first 13 verses, or 16 verses to the Psalms. Moses, God gave Moses this to write. But the last three verses is not Moses. It's God. God comes in and he starts talking to Moses. So the last three verses of this Psalms is God himself speaking to Moses and to us about the psalms. So this is a very special psalms to a lot of people. Simply because It's not just one writer. It's Moses and God doing this. So I want to read the first four verses here. And it kind of gives us an idea of what this psalms is about and what it's like. The first first verse says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The secret place. That is a place just between you and God and the devil cannot get to you in this place. It's you and God alone. It's just you and God. And it says, and shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. They're talking about under the shadow of God. And you know, if you think about it, they was going across the desert and everything, and as hot and as humid as the desert was, any type of a shadow or a shade was a welcome relief. And that's what, kind of what they're saying here. God cast his shadow up over the people and gave them peace and gave them relief as they traveled. And uh, then here in verse 2, it says here, I, I will say of the Lord, I, Moses says, I am saying this about God. Now, you think what you want to, but this is what I am saying because I know God personally. I don't know what kind of a person God is and how loving he is. You know, even God called Moses his friend. And uh, so Moses had a, had, had a special relationship with God. And, that, and, I, and that's another reason I think that Moses really wrote these Psalms. It says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge or he's my place of safety. And my fortress, again, a fortress is a place of safety and a safe of, uh, place of protection. And in my God, in him will I trust. Moses knew that in God, he had no worries. He could trust whatever God said or did. He didn't question God, but he trusted and his faith was in God. And then here in uh, verse 3, Moses said, He shall deliver us or shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler. The snare, we know what a snare is. A snare is a trap. He would deliver these people out of the traps that the enemy had set for them. It's just like the devil is always setting snares or traps trying to catch us and to get us to do things against God. Well, it says right here, He delivers us from Satan's traps, from his snares. He watches over us, and in Him will I trust. And here in verse four, no, excuse me, I didn't finish up here on three. He said, and from the noisesome pestilence, or from the diseases and so forth, He will keep us safe. He will not let those diseases come against us. He will not let them enter our presence. And uh, then here in verse 4, And he, God, shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. Moses is liking God to an old mother hen. You've seen that, that that maybe a hawk is circling around or something. You hear? I have seen this. I've watched it. I was raised up on a farm, and we had the chickens and everything. But you could see a chicken hawk up there flying around. All of a sudden, that old mother hen would start clucking and doing this and that. And those baby chicks would just run to her. She would open up those wings, and they'd all get in there, and she'd close them in. She was protecting them. That's kind of like what he saw. That is what God said. We are under the protection of God's wings. He is protecting us from the things that are coming against us. And then he goes on and says, And God's truth shall be your shield and your buckler. A shield and a buckler is like a suit of armor. We know a shield is something that helps deflect the arrows and the swords when they come against you. But that buckler is like a suit of armor and that is your protection. And that's that's how how Moses was seeing God as his shield and as his suit of armor that protected him from the things that was coming against them as they traveled through that desert. You know, they ran into all kinds of enemies. They had all kinds of things coming against them, but everything that come against them, God took care of. And God's still doing that for his people today. God is still taking care of us and uh, so I'm going to go on down here now and uh, look at Psalms 91, verse 14. Start right there. 14 through 16, like I said, this is God. He interrupted Moses whenever Moses was doing this. He said, Moses, that's good, but now i got something I want to say. And so now this is God speaking and not Moses. And God is saying, because you have set his love upon me. Because you love me and you trust me. no that no, 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 in, in him I will put my trust. Because he has set his love on me and trust me. Therefore, now this is God, therefore I will deliver him. I'll watch over him. I'll protect him. I will set him on high. I'll set him above all things that is coming against him. Because he has known my name. Like I said, Moses knew God in a special way. Like I said, God called Moses his friend. You know, Moses had a real relationship with God. And God was at times on the mountain. Moses was alone with God. And we know that that, uh, God had had written out the Ten Commandments. And he had given those to Moses to take back. Can you imagine that? I'm I'm i just I just wonder, you know, it said that, that God wrote those ten commandments with his finger on those on those tablets of stone. It was just like lightning coming out of his finger as he was writing. And he gave us, you know, those those ten laws to live by. And of course we couldn't do it. So now look at the mess we're in because we couldn't obey Ten, ten rules. And uh, it says because he has known my name, you know. Moses is kind of like he's he's describing the blessings that God puts upon those people that know God, that have received God as their, as their Lord. Whenever we receive God as as our Lord. Something happens. We now become members. We're part of God's family. We're his children. God has accepted us as his children. And that's just kind of like a father watching over his child. That's what God was doing with Moses and all those Israelites. He was watching over them as his own children, taking care of them. And the word here, whether we know that, the word for love means a deep longing or a, for God, a clinging, a, a wanting to be close, wanting to stay close in fellowship with God. I mean, you just, when you love God, you want to be there with Him, you just want to be in His presence. And uh, I know there's a lot of so called Christians out there who call themselves Christians or say they're Christians, but they really don't love the Lord like they should. I don't even know if you could call them Christians or not. But, you know, that does not mean that those of us who have given our love or love Jesus are perfect. We're not. We are not perfect. It just means that we have taken on Jesus' righteousness. You know, when God, he said that, that, that Jesus gave us his righteousness. He traded us his righteousness for our sin. So when God looks at us, we have no righteousness of our own. They say our righteousness is like that of filthy rags. But we have Jesus' righteousness when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior. And that's what God sees. He sees his son's righteousness in us. And uh, that pleases God right there. And God delivers us from the depths of hell, from sin and everything, for no other reason than when we love Him. That we we see God as Father, as we see God as Lord. We see God as Savior. We are pouring out our love to God, and then God in turn even pours out more love to us. You know, God, they say God is love. That that God has got so much love that we cannot even really begin to understand what love is. You know, they they say that, that God's love is what we call an agape love. It's a godly love. And us, they call it a philo. It's just a human love. We cannot love with the love that God has. We can try But God's got a love that just passes all understanding. All understanding. We can't understand. God, how can you love me? Look at what I've done. Look at the places I've been. Look at the sin that I've had in my life. You know, I think God just looks at Yeah, I know. That's why I sent my son. I got rid of that sin. I don't see that sin anymore. That sin's not there anymore. All I see now is the righteousness of my son in you. And God loves us. And he has took, he has forgave us of that sin. And in his words, he says, and I'll never bring that sin back up to you again. The sin is gone. It is not with you anymore. And, uh, you know, through the love of God, You know, Jesus gave us the permission to use his name in prayer. That's what I said a while ago. And I got it from this right here. He has given us permission to use his name because just like I said, there is power in the name of Jesus. There's power. And in the 14th chapter of John, it tells us about the power in that name. I'm going to read it. John 14, 13. It says, and this is Jesus speaking to his disciples and he's telling them something. He's saying, "And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son." Okay, now in two, in saying this, it kind of depends on what we ask. Are we being greedy? Are we being just thinking about self? Or are we praying and asking for something that, like I said, will glorify God through our life? To pray for God give me the strength. Lord, show me how to better serve you so that people can see you through me. What I say, how I act, what I do. You know, many people say, well, if that was true, I'd just go pray for a million dollars. I doubt very seriously if you'd get that. Because that's not going to do nothing but glorify you. And two, right here on this next one. It says, When you pray in the name of Jesus, And if you believe you're going to receive, and whatever you ask for, as long as you're asking for something that will give God glory. And then here in John 16, 24, it says, Hitherto, hitherto, which means so far, you have not asked nothing in my name. That's why he's telling the disciples, now so far, you've prayed, but you haven't asked it in my name. Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. He said, when you pray, ask and pray in my name. See, that's the power that the name of Jesus has. And two, whenever we pray, we need to pray for our life to glorify God. That I can say that people will see us, will see God in us. And... Uh, And we don't do that very often here, and I wish we would do more of it. But when God does something in your life, when he has answered a prayer for you, it would be so good if you would testify and tell the people, let me tell you what God has done. I'm not bragging on me, but I'm bragging on God. And what God has done in my life how he has answered a prayer how he has brought me through this how he has healed a sickness how he has met a a, a special need that I had and there was no way of getting met except that God did it and we need to glorify God by testifying when God does something good in your life tell somebody because you know that encourages them too I know when I hear a good testimony I mean my heart just boy I, I love that i like to hear somebody that can give a good testimony of how God has blessed them and they know above all things that it was God that did it. And they're giving that glory to God, not to themselves, not to anybody else, but to God, the Father of heaven, the creator of all earth. You know, he's still creating things today in our lives. He's still doing signs, wonders, and miracles. We just have to believe and trust God. That's what Moses was saying. I put my faith and I put my trust in God. And whatever he says, I believe and I will do. And that's what we need to do, is put our faith and our trust in God. And then here in Psalms 91.15, God is looking. He's telling Moses, Moses, when you call upon me, I will answer. You know, when we call upon God, God's going to answer us. It may not be the answer we want, but God will answer us in one way or another. It'll be yes, no, not now, or maybe a little later, but now is not the time, or yes, it's on its way. But God will let us know. God will answer us. And he says, uh, and I will be with you in time of trouble. I will deliver you, and I will honor you. God is to be asked by our prayers in faith whenever we go through times of trouble. Whenever we go through things, do you go to God immediately or do you get on the phone and call your neighbor? We need to go to God first of all, above all things. Pray to God. God knows what we're going through and God will answer us. He will take care of us. He's telling us right here that I will deliver you. And when we come to Him in faith and believing in what He has told us, that pleases God even more and the answer it comes a lot faster. And Jesus Himself tells us and encourages us to call on Him and to stand on His promises. How many of us when we're really going through something, we'll pick up the Bible and we'll look and we'll see Jesus' promises. If Jesus has promised it, you can count on it. We need to know what Jesus has said is ours. And <clears throat> Excuse me. And he said, he said here, he is a God that hears and answers prayer. I hear you when you pray and I will answer that prayer. And here in Psalms 50, 15, listen to what it says. And call upon me in the day of trouble. When you have trouble, call upon me. And I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. That's what I was saying a while ago. When God delivers you out of something, he blesses you, tell somebody. Give somebody else that hope that, that, that God has put in you that they can also count upon God, pray to God, come to Him, believing too that hey, you know the Bible says that God is not a respecter of persons. What He does for one, He'll do for the other. And that's the way God is. If you're walking with God and you have accepted His Son Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God is going to bless your life. He's going to bless your life. He's going to walk with you. He's going to be there for you and then here said, I will be with him in trouble the Lord knows do you realize the Lord knows when we're in trouble it says his eyes run to and fro throughout the earth watching he knows what we go through you know I don't know if you've ever done it or not but I have have you ever lost something misplaced it and you can't find it I said, Lord, your word says your eyes run to and fro throughout the earth. Now Lord, I can't find this. Show me where it's at. And I'll usually find it. It's usually right. Today, today, I was asking Linda. I had a pair of pliers in the house. I was working at, well, I was working on a light switch and I couldn't find them. I said, have you I thought she had picked them up. I thought, well she's in there going to crack up a con or something but anyway I could not find them anywhere I could not find them and I said they was right here I remember putting them right here and I looked and I looked in a few minutes I said Lord your eyes run to and fro throughout this earth, earth where my pliers and I looked down there they were on the floor kind of underneath the washing machine I mean the dishwasher and I could see that yelling. and why I didn't see them or hear them fall I don't know but when I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, where they at? He said, look down on the floor. I looked down, I sure do. there they were. But you know, God, I, I figure he was kind of laughing about it. He says, you couldn't see that? Well, I was trusting God to find them for me. So, But anyway, uh, yes, he said, I'll be with you in time of trouble. You know, I will deliver him and honor him. You know, God promised us deliverance out of our problems, out of our troubles. And uh, God also said something, that He said, I will deliver him and I will honor him. What do you think God meant by I will honor him? We can use the word bless. I will honor him for his faithfulness, and I will bless him, or I will honor him. So you can take that that word honor and put bless there. God wants to bless us, and when He honors us, He blesses us. You know, here it, it says it doesn't say that God says, "Well, maybe I'll answer." You, you know, it says, "No, I will." Answer you. I will answer you. God tells us that, that we will have trouble. We will have tribulation. You know, Jesus went through all kinds of tribulation when he walked this earth. And if Jesus had tribulation, we know we're going to. But Jesus said, I will bring you and I will deliver you out of your tribulation or out of your problems, out of your troubles. And uh you say, but I think I didn't know, I didn't know Christians had trouble. we probably got more trouble than just the non-Christians walking around out there. But look what it says in Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. It didn't say he delivered out of some of them, a few of them. He said he delivers them out of them all. Anything that Satan can bring against you, God can deliver you out of it. And most of the time, that's what happens. When Satan comes against us and he brings things against us, it's God that delivers us out of it. As long as we've got that faith and that trust in God, just like what Moses was talking about. He said, in my tr- God is in my trust is God, or I trust God in whatever I do. I trust whatever God says, and that's what we need to do. It's when we read God's Word, trust him in that word that he will fulfill that word and uh, you know just as the father cares for his child this is what we can expect from God we can expect for him to care for us and love us even probably more so I know so more than even our own earthly fathers love us but he cares about us he cares what we go through and he's going to be there for us and then here in, in the last one in Psalms 91-16 God says and with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Long life. Long life was a promise in the Old Testament. And uh, it was a promise for being obedient to God's law. Listen to what it says here in, in Exodus twenty twelve. He's talking about honoring honor thy father and thy mother and thy days may be long upon this land which your Lord God gives you you know two we look at our earthly life do you think that's what God's talking about is our earthly life so many people die at an early age on earth but God's talking about an eternal life in heaven I will give you a long life. He's talking about an eternal life. A life forever in heaven with him when we accept his son Jesus Christ. And uh, here in Proverbs 3.2 For the length of days and long life and peace shall they be added unto you. For those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ he's talking about heaven. Eternal life. A life that will never end. A life that will go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You can keep going and you can never get to the end of it. Eternity is no end, there's no end to eternity. And we don't know the amount of years that God gives us here on earth. Well, the Bible says now that about an average of 70 for man. And some of us won't make it that that long. Some of us will make it longer than that. But here God is stating, if if you will trust in me, serve me, believe in me, I will give you a long, long life which is in heaven for all eternity. You will be with me from now on forever. And, uh, you know, that's going to be, the Bible says this is for whoever, whoever, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Whoever. You know, I like that. Whoever. You're not a, you're not, you don't have to be somebody special. It's whoever. If you will believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And ask him to come into your heart and believe in your heart. He is the Son of God. He came to this earth. He died on that cross. He rose that third day. If you believe that in your heart, it says, and you shall be saved. Whoever, I don't care who you are, whoever, God will give you eternal life. And salvation is for whosoever will. Whosoever will accept what God has given us. Except God's love. Believe in God. Trust in God. When God was talking to Moses, he was explaining to Moses, Moses, you're special. I love you. And that's just like him talking to us. When he looks at us and we've accepted his son, God is saying, you're special. I love you. My blessings will never end. They will always be upon you. Whatever you go through, I can deliver you out of them. Will you trust me? Will you believe me? Will you walk with me? Will you call upon my name and believe that I can do what I say I'll do? If you can do this, I will walk with you all the days of your life here on this earth. I will bless you. I will keep you. I will protect you. I will be your fortress. I will be your refuge. I'll be whatever you need. Is that what we want? Is that what you want? God's offering it to us by receiving His Son, Jesus Christ. He's offering it to Moses because of who Moses was and His love for Moses and Moses' love for Him. He's offering us the very same things He offered Moses if we'll just love Him, trust Him, and believe in Him and His Son, Jesus Christ. I think this here is a great Psalms. This is a Psalms that you can pray over your household, over your family, over your church, whatever. This Psalms here says just about everything that, that we need to hear from God. And then God comes and answers us, just like he did Moses. As Moses, as Moses wrote and prayed this Psalms, then God chimed in right at the end and said, Moses, Moses, I love you, and I am going to bless you. I want to honor you. God's going to honor us. He's going to bless us for our faithfulness in serving Him. So anyway, I just wanted to bring this to you. If you get that chance, sit down, pick up your Bible, and read the Psalms. It's only 16 verses, but it says so much. And just remember, the author was Moses, the friend of God. And then God joined in with Moses and finished up the Psalms. So I just wanted to bring this to you tonight and let you know that God loves us. He cares about us. He cares what you go through. His eyes are ever upon you. Just keep your faith in Him and trust Him. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this Psalms. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for that that Moses... Felt your love. And he wrote this Psalms just for us, Lord, that we can understand and see you working in our lives. Lord, just ask you bless this church. Bless each person here. Work in their lives, Lord. Honor them. Bless them. Lord, keep them safe. Keep your hands upon them. Those that need a healing, Lord, I'm asking you right now just to touch them, heal them. Whatever the healing may come to you, you can do it. Lord, all you have to do is speak the word. Just speak the word and they shall be healed. He said, Lord, just speak that word. Just speak the word and I know I shall be healed. So Lord, thank you for healing us. Thank you for loving us. Lord, thank you for everything you do. And Lord, thank you for being our Father, for being our our God. And in these things we pray in Jesus' name, amen.